Welcome to the Movement Minutes with your host, Reed Nellis. Here, we pursue the human connection. We learn how to empower one another. We discuss clinical pearls. We discover our passions. We reflect on our capacity to achieve. We remain open to novel trends and concepts because regardless of our backgrounds or experiences, our successes or failures, we all speak the same language, human movement. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today, it's just me, a little uh, solo cast, if you will. What I want to talk about today is compliance, both patient compliance and provider compliance. How can we be better providers to allow our patients to have better compliance so that they're actually getting better, right? Especially what I'm talking about is exercises or at-home strategies, corrective exercise, rehab protocols, whatever you want to talk about. Oftentimes when I'm talking to clinicians, providers, therapists, whatever you want to call yourself, I say, hey, how's your patient compliance? If you give somebody a dead bug or a clamshell or another boring ass exercise, do they actually do it? When you pop quiz them when they come back in, how do they perform it? Is it good? Would you give it a B plus, a C minus? What's kind of your, uh, what's, what's your, what's your compliance like, right? And generally the answer is, well, uh, it fucking sucks, right? Generally, patient compliance is very, very low in our movement therapist industry, okay? Why is that? Is it the patient's fault? Maybe. I mean, maybe we just don't have a good patient uh, that we're working with and it's just their personality that they're just not going to do anything regardless of who they see. Sure, maybe it's the patient's fault or maybe it's yours, okay? Maybe it's your fault for not educating them enough, not finding out why they really want to get better. One of the best questions that I can ask a patient or client is, if I snap my fingers right now, major pain or major issues, major symptoms go away, what would you do differently? If they are just not motivated and their goals are just like, nah, I don't know, I just sit around and watch Netflix and eat potatoes or popcorn, that's probably that kind of person that I mentioned earlier that's just not going to do their exercises regardless of who they see or how sexy or cool the exercises are or at-home strategies, right? And so what we need to think about is, if we can educate somebody on why these exercises or why these strategies are important, they're going to do them more, especially if they match their goals, match their motivation, and they understand why they're doing it in the first place, even if it's a boring, unsexy exercise. When we're talking about corrective exercises, generally they are boring and unsexy. They're foundational. They are frustratingly difficult if you do them right. So another aspect of why they might not have great compliance is, do they even understand the exercise? So we've got it checked that they match their goals, but you know, if, they, if it's a serratus anterior exercise or a shoulder blade winging exercise, and they don't feel the engagement in the right space they're supposed to feel that engagement, it's not the exercise for them. And if we have them going through 10,000 Brugger's repetitions trying to engage serratus and it's just not engaging their serratus, it's not going to work for them. And that's fine. We have to be better providers and better, better clinicians to find an exercise that's tailored to what they feel and need. Another thing that I like bringing up is time, money, and effort. Do they understand that if they do these exercise strategies, aka why they probably have these issues in the first place from a straw breaking the camel's back and leading to this pain or issue that they're experiencing, if they actually correct the pattern or better address the pattern that caused this stuff in the first place, they're going to be spending less time, money, and effort in my clinic versus out of my clinic, enjoying the life that they deserve to enjoy, right? What I'd like to say is I can't do the reps for you. 
I'm pretty good at, you know, doing manual muscle therapy and taping and adjusting as a chiropractor and all these things that, that I can do, but I can't do the reps for you. If we're thinking about muscle imbalances, think biceps, triceps. If I want to shut a biceps off, right, mobilize the biceps, I can do that with hands-on therapy and manual muscle techniques and stuff like that. Uh, I can show them how to mobilize it, whether that's smashing or at-home stretching, passive or active. Um, and, and we can both do that job, mobilize stuff. But I can't stabilize stuff for somebody. I can't turn a muscle on for a patient or client that I'm working with, right? At the end of the day, I like saying, you know, not only that, but you didn't get hurt on a table unless it was like some weird sex position that you were getting interested in. But you didn't get hurt on a table. We're not going to get you fixed with quotations around that fixed on a table either. I think that makes sense to people and it really creates that buy-in, which creates more compliance, which creates a better outcome. Our goals as clinicians and providers and therapists should be seeing less and less of our patients because they're out enjoying the life that they like to enjoy. You guys have heard me say that a thousand times. When we give them these strategies, these at-home corrective exercise, rehab protocols, whatever you want to call it, the goal is that those are the keystone pieces to addressing this inefficient or lack of fluency movement pattern that cause these symptoms and issues and therefore allows them to stay out of your office for longer periods of time doing the things that they like doing. So hopefully for you clinicians and providers and therapists listening to this, that might hit home and kind of slap you in the face with a little bit of reality, a little uh, slice of humble pie, if you will. Take that, eat it, chew on it for a little bit. Think back to your last week or two weeks or maybe even those patients that pop into your head of like, yeah, whenever I pop quiz them on their exercises, they don't do them correctly or they're just clearly not doing them and see how your conversation, your relationship with those individuals might be better, how you could make that a little bit more clear to match their goals, to address their why, to talk about that time, money, effort thing. Even if it comes back to displaying to them and showing them why this aberrant pattern might be an issue in the first place. That's, that's a necessary component too. Do they understand the assessment of what you're seeing and why you see that as an aberrant pattern that's leading to their symptom or issue that they're experiencing? If you are a patient or client listening to this, because we've got them on here, take this home too, right? If you are seeing a, or a provider, or therapist, or clinician that isn't matching your goals, that isn't discussing these key points, bring that up to them. Maybe they think that your, your knowledge and your experience is above where it's at, which is totally fine. We like to give people the benefit of the doubt with their education and their knowledge and their experience, uh, but maybe they need to dumb it down a little bit, which is totally okay, uh, so that it makes more sense to you. So if you're not doing your exercises, it might not be your fault. It might be your provider's fault. Or even if you bash them over the head of, hey, can you explain that to me a little bit better? I just don't get that and you beg and plead them to explain it to you, and they can't or they won't or they're holding it like it's a holy grail that they're keeping held dear and won't discuss their secrets kind of thing. That sentence didn't make much sense, but you get the drift. Find another provider. That's totally okay. I am more than okay when I'm not a good fit, whether that's personality or philosophy or political stance for some reason um, with a patient or client. If they want to go see somebody else that's actually going to get them better Go for it. I'm all about that, okay? So don't be afraid to leave or break up the relationship uh, with your provider, clinician, therapist 
if you're not getting what you deserve. So hopefully that made sense. Hopefully uh, we discussed some hot points here with uh, at-home compliance and HEP compliance. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Shoot me a DM on the Instagrams machine or uh, shoot me an email as well. Everything should be in the link in the bio, all that fun show notes stuff. So uh, have a great day and do your exercises.